Hello and welcome everybody to the first episode of Ghost Bump in the Night. I'm Luis. I'm Levi. And today we will be talking about uh, something very creepy. Uh, it's you got. I guess you could consider it an urban legend. It's a very creepy one today. Uh, I'm excited. This podcast uh, will be covering spooky stories, uh, occasionally true crime, and uh, anything related to the paranormal. Whoa, I I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's it's kind of spooky, to be honest. I, I yeah. I how how do you feel like about paranormal stuff? Are you do you believe in it or are you? Do I believe in it? Honestly, um, I would say when I was growing up, I didn't really believe in anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did grow up Catholic, so I grew up in a religious household. You know, going to church every Sunday, going to mass, uh, but I never really believed in anything paranormal, and that probably went in to like my teenage years, where I loved like hearing stories and all of that, but I was still pretty skeptical of everything, and I would hear stories of UFOs, ghosts, demons, all that stuff, but it wasn't something I necessarily took to heart or believed all the way. I would say that changed pretty recently uh, when I first started going to college. Um, so there, we could probably save those stories for an, for another time. Maybe tell personal stories or encounters. Yeah, yeah. In a future episode, but let's just say I have had experiences um, in my so far in my early twenties um, and late teens that that really got me to be more open minded about that kind of kind of stuff. What about you, Levi? Yeah, so I I don't know exactly where I fall like on this because on one hand, like I am super open to the concept. I I will say I prefer I would prefer if like something like Bigfoot existed over ghosts because ghosts freak me out. Just like like if I watch a horror movie, any paranormal horror movie is gonna freak me out way more than like a slasher movie or like a creature feature movie. I don't. <laughs> Just because of, like, I have some stories, like, from growing up, and um, just actually here recently, like, we could definitely do an episode talking about personal stuff, and it, I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I, it's kind of kind of scary, so. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like, I would, I would, lo- I love the concept of something like Bigfoot being real, and I will hold out that, you know, it could happen, but I don't know if I'm 100%, you know, believe in it, so, I, so what, what, what are we talking about today, are you? Today? We will be talking about Skinwalkers oh. and Skinwalker Ranch. So I've never heard. I've, n- I've heard of Skinwalkers, but let me just say I don't know shit. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I have no idea what the concept. Um, people have tried to talk to me about it, but I don't really know. So I was, I'm try make me believe in these in these things. <laughs> well, Levi, you're in for a treat. Um, today's story is really creepy, scary. And it really does make you question a lot of things of, you know, what's potentially out there and, you know, what what are some things that uh, humans don't really know about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where there are many things and mysteries about the world that we still haven't discovered yet anywhere. You know, there are so many creatures and, and animals that are yet to be discovered throughout the world, especially like places like the Amazon rainforest or 
in the depths of the sea, you know, mm-hmm. most of the oceans uh, on earth haven't been fully discovered yet. So it's like, it's these kind of things that make you question and, and really make you think, you know, what, what else is out there? But yeah, today um, we'll get into what skimwalkers are and skimwalker ranch. I, I, so, I just realized, hold on, before we start, that maybe I shouldn't yeah. have done this when I'm home alone. I have the blinds drawn <laughs> and the lights off, and I might turn the light on. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I would definitely keep your lights on for this one. My cat's not going to like kill me or anything by the end of this, right? I guess I'm not alone. My cat's over there. I mean, unless <laughs> your cat is a skinwalker. Oh, God. <laughs> Not to scare you or anything. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm ready. I am in my in my com- my chair. I am I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do this. So the origin of the Skinwalker. So Skinwalker is a Navajo legend about a shape-shifting, demonic creature that preys on humans. The name Skinwalker actually comes from the Navajo word Yinaldoshi, which literally means it goes on all fours. So the Yinaldoshi is one of many varieties of the Skinwalker called Antiniji. I definitely butchered that. Yeah, I probably couldn't have done that any better. Yeah. Many other indigenous tribes have also told stories and had legends of uh, involving skinwalkers. In some legends, it is said that the skinwalker is born from a benevolent medicinal man or priest who abuses indigenous magic for his own selfish and evil purposes. These evil powers give the skinwalker the ability to shapeshift into any animal or person that he desires. Also, in other traditions, it is believed that anyone regardless of gender or age can become a skinwalker if they commit any kind of thing that is considered taboo. So, so far, it seems like you don't want to mess with a skinwalker or encounter one. So, so what you're telling me, you're telling me that my girlfriend could be a skinwalker? And I could be killed in my sleep tonight. Honestly, I think that's definitely that's definitely a possibility. God damn it. <laughs> I need some Many, cold water. Yeah, for real. <laughs> she needs to get those silver bullets. <laughs> Honestly. No, it is very scary. And it's incredible to see how many different indigenous um legends across many indigenous cultures have some sort of concept of a skinwalker or the skinwalker and so it's interesting to see that all these cultures share it yeah it was makes it like very kind of almost scarier the fact that they kind of all like agree that this thing can exist (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy it really does like you said levi it really does make you um think about it and question you know are these things real or not and i think i don't know just coming it coming from an indigenous tribe or any indigenous culture i think it makes it more believable because you know they were the first ones to 
inhabit uh, what is now the Americas. And so um, they have been here way longer than, than anyone else who, who eventually came to this part of the world. So um, I don't know. I think there's some merit to that, you know. Um, what's creepy about this, I think the creepiest part of it is that the skimwalker can shapeshift into anything it wants. So it can, you know, it can transform into a deer or anything that is seemingly harmless or not menacing. It can even transform or shapeshift into a loved one, you know, or somebody, somebody that you know. And so just thinking about that makes it 10 times more creepy because imagine you're just walking hiking in the forest and you just hear like you know your your passed away loved one calling your name you know or a friend saying hey like how are you you know and, and you want to find out and and see that person but it turns out it's just a skinwalker trying to lure you you know it just makes it 10 times more creepy like i grew up so where my parents live or my dad lives it's in the middle of the woods essentially so Mm. (laughs) so that's like the concept of like creatures that live in the woods just terrifies me like i was always worried that i'm gonna hear like a knock on my window and then see like bigfoot like looking in at me or something like oh my god you know when you're in the woods like you have like a lot of times you get like these creepy feelings like you are being watched yes i definitely have experienced that not even just outside in nature but in my own home <laughs> yeah you know I don't there's know nobody just, like just, i don't know if it's just because we're talking about it right now but like my back <laughs> is to the rest of my apartment so like if something sneaks up behind me right now i'm dead there's nothing i can do so Man. if i just stop talking i'm just gotta pray yeah <laughs> another fact about the skinwalker it, that it's it is believed that if you even mention its name then you can summon a skinwalker well we're fucked Which makes it even yeah <laughs> literally makes it ten, even a hundred times more worse because just the mentioning of the word or name skinwalker can summon a skinwalker we call them let's call them walker skins for the rest of the walker skins <laughs> the rest that's of the our code name walker them. skin or um <laughs> scock squawkers no <laughs> pig latin <laughs> the pig latin name for it yeah okay I'm so yes that. that is the origin of the skinwalker um so it's just like a it's like based creepy. off of and the way that skinwalkers multiply is by attacking a human and not necessarily eating the human but it is believed that they do like to prey on humans as well as um livestock or um, just other animals as well but if they do catch a human many times that person will also become a skinwalker so it is really similar to vampires actually and like other cultures such as vampires and, and werewolves where if they do get to somebody and attack somebody they that person will most likely become uh, one as well so that is another creepy fact about skinwalkers. No, that's horrifying. But where does this lead us? It actually leads us to Unita County, Utah, which is 
the place of the Skinwalker Ranch. So, a little history of the area um, in this part of Utah. So, during the 1970s, there are many reports of UFOs and the Unitop Basin surrounding the Ute Indian Reservation. There were many claims specifically about the ranch that first appeared in 1996 in the Salt Lake City, Utah Desert News. They told many accounts of cattle mutilations, UFO sightings, and strange wolf-like creatures, as well as strange lights that were reportedly hovering above and about the ranch. So in 1996, a couple named Terry and Gwen Sharon um, recently had bought the ranch. Everything seemed normal there until their first encounter with the paranormal. So in that same year, they had been introduced to the legend of the Skinwalker and, the, uh, and all these strange occurrences that had happened near and in their ranch. They really did just brush off many of these stories, but we're still open to looking, you know, and looking after their ranch. They first saw UFOs hovering above their property, and soon after that, seven of their cows either died or disappeared. One was found with a hole in the middle of its left eyeball, and another had its entire rectum carved out. So already, this is completely fucked, you know. They imagine just being a couple who, who just recently bought this property, right? Looking to live the ranch life. And then these people come up to you and start saying creepy stuff about your, uh, about your ranch, you know. I, I would be scared. I, honestly, I wouldn't have continued being there. I would have sold it immediately after <laughs> if, I were, if that was me. So they've been seeing UFOs and then cows have been missing and like, like getting just, just killed. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. What year did That's this exactly take place? What That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So this happened in 1996. Oh, that's not, oh, that's not very long ago. Yeah. So there was already, so in the early nineties is when this ranch what went through several owners. All of them did not last more than two years of being there. See, that is a sign of no good. In every paranormal (laughs) story you hear, the owners like leave and they don't tell them why. And the people are like, oh, I got a nice home to stay in. And then all of a sudden, then they're just like haunted. And then you get stuff (laughs) like The Conjuring. And exactly. This is stuff from paranormal and horror movies. So there were many sightings and and stories of these cattle mutilations ufos strange wolf-like creatures as well as strange lights around and about the ranch so this is during the early 90s um and still after the first reports in the 1970s of ufos around just the unital basin in utah it wasn't until 1996 that a couple named Terry and Gwen Sheeran decided to 
buy the ranch and call it their home. They were introduced to the legend of the Skinwalker after the strange occurrences that happened in their new ranch. So they first saw UFOs hovering above their property, and then seven cows either died or disappeared. One was found with a hole in the middle of its left eye, and another had its entire rectum carved out. Ow. So, not only did they hear all these stories now, but now they're experiencing them. That just makes it ten times more creepy. I would have left immediately. now, I feel like there's two things that could be happening. Either the skinwalkers are really picky eaters, or the aliens <laughs> are like, there's actual aliens, like, experimenting on these cattle. Like, let's see what the inside Literally. of this thing's eye looks like. Or, let's see if this works the same as ours. And they, like, cut off. <laughs> it's scared. It's scary. I mean, it's just, like, it's just fucked, bro. So, when they did find these cows, the Sherman's found that the cows were both surrounded by an odd chemical smell. One was found dead in a clump of trees. The branches above appeared to have been cut off. One of the cows that vanished had left tracks in the snow that suddenly stopped. And according to one of the Shermans, they quote, If it's snow, it's hard for a 1,200 or 1,400 pound animal to just walk off without leaving tracks or to stop and walk backwards completely and never miss their tracks. It was just gone. It was very bizarre. That is really weird. That is very weird. Like, it's impossible to... It's almost impossible to just have an animal walk through snow, which obviously will leave tracks to all of a sudden just have those disappear i don't know and you could argue that you know it just kept snowing and covered the rest of the tracks or whatever but like that's a big that's a big old animal i mean especially if it's deeper snow like it'd take a lot of it'd take a while to cover it especially if like the other tracks weren't covered there's something going on there there is something very fishy going on some super strong person just picked it up and just walked off with it. But then there would still be tracks. So I... What? <laughs> Perhaps one of the most terrifying things that Terry Sherman personally experienced on the ranch was while he was walking his dog late one night. And he reportedly heard these voices that were speaking a language he did not recognize. He estimated that they came across from about 25 feet away. But he couldn't see anything. And obviously his darks were going crazy, started barking, and ran back hastily to the house. So, uh, uh, you already know when dogs are acting up, you know there's something there. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. That That is the most, like, just thinking about that. Like, I'm, like, getting chills right now. Literally. So, so... So far, what do you think about this ranch? Is this a is this a nice place to live? No, and I will say I'm trying to figure out where skinwalkers play into this because it just feels like an alien. Th- now, this last little information 
feels like it could be that but like a lot of it like it feels like feels like an alien abduction is that like some kind of connection to skinwalkers or you no know, you said it was like an urban legend right you know the skinwalker is like i said before it's reportedly natural thing in navajo and other indigenous cultures but skinwalker ranch is the story behind Skimwalker Ranch and all the its occurrences are supposedly real, and the people that lived here know and and really do believe they did experience these things. So, another time, Harry Sherman was outside. He was out there with his dogs, and from a distance on his ranch, he could see this massive wolf-like creature he didn't not he didn't have any knowledge of any wolves or coyotes on his ranch but you know he thought you know this is probably normal the closer that the wolf got the bigger it seemed and with each step it looked more menacing and more frightening this wolf had a solid black coat and its eyes shined the night. What amazed Terry was the fearlessness of the wolf. The wolf did not hesitate to get any closer. It just got closer and closer. So Terry was very, very worried for his cattle. But it seemingly did not have any interest in its cattle. It stopped a few feet away from Terry and just stared right back into his eyes. It didn't seem that menacing after all. It just sat there and looked. And out of nowhere, it just grabbed one of the calves and ran away. Terry pulled out his shotgun and fired several rounds, directly hitting the wolf. But the wolf did not even hesitate just stood there looked back as Terry kept shooting he realized nothing would hurt the animal and it just walked away so few things first <laughs> off why would you not start sh- shooting first okay hold on Literally. let this car drive by I love how the first thing he's worried about is he's like, there's this ginormous wolf thing coming towards me, and I'm worried about my cows. No, no, fuck them. I'd be sh- or or first off, you know, like a lot of times you would like shoot at them first if you have cows and you're worried about it. I'm wondering why he didn't start with that. Also, how big is this thing? Did, did it like just bite the calf and take off, or is it like a big burly wolf man? You know, reaches down, picks him up, and runs away. I don't know. I'm trying to imagine this in my mind. Yeah, so according to Terry here, Terry Sherman said that the wolf seemingly just picked up the calf with its jaws. Oh, okay. But it picked it up as if it was nothing. That's a big. You know, calves are still. No, they're pretty. You're pretty good size. Like, they're not easy to pick up. Just bare arm. They're still pretty good size. Yeah, you. It's it's impressive, and. According to Terry, this wolf 
was not a normal wolf. It was almost what he described to be like a dire wolf. Because dire wolves lived, or honestly, just already extinct by now. And so he was just amazed of the sheer strength and size of this wolf. Um, and it really did scare him. He He didn't understand why this wolf was not scared of human interactions when when most wolves actually avoid humans and there have been little known attacks by wolves on humans throughout human history Mm -hmm. even so it's very odd and weird that that a wolf would like want to get close to a human yeah that's and it makes me wonder spooky and if this is a skinwalker it would make a lot of sense just because of that simple interaction of being close to humans because a skinwalker obviously is part human you could say mm-hmm. um, so it knows humans and how they behave and everything so um it would make sense it, it's really creepy and by that point i probably would have left <laughs> no i, I like I don't understand how people like when I like I'll be watching something like BuzzFeed Unsolved and they'll be at somebody's house and they're like, We've lived here for five years and ever since the first week we've been having these occurrences. You know, like I if so as soon as like the first major one happened, I'm out of there. I'm not staying there. Literally. I don't I mean, I get that like it's hard to you can't really just move if you buy a house or something, mm-hmm. but you know, I I'd be doing my best. I definitely would. But another encounter that Terry specifically had with Skinwalker in Skinwalker Ranch was sadly one that involved his dogs. So one night he was outside on his ranch working with his dogs, and out of nowhere he saw this blue glowing light within the trees on his ranch. This light seemed to get bigger and bigger and closer and closer his dogs immediately were alert and started barking at this glowing orb that's when this orb started moving around and then darted back into the woods his dogs followed suit and then terry heard the blood curling curdling screams of his dogs he quickly ran to where he last heard his dogs his dogs were nowhere to be found but what he did find was this goop in the dirt he got closer and the smell of rotten flesh reeked he was sad to not find his dogs that day and that blue glowing orb had also disappeared so this part is honestly sad for all those dog lovers out there, those pet lovers. This is a very sad listen part in listen, this, in this you, legend. This thing has crossed a line, okay? It really has. Like multiple lines. <laughs> like you can fuck with people, um, but like when you bring a dog in here, come on, come on, man. yeah, not cool. Very sad, and you hate to see it. Um, seemed like his dogs were just, you know, being dogs and maybe even trying to protect their owners, Terry and Gwen. 
but it was just so bizarre to Terry. Uh, out of nowhere, his dogs were just gone and turned to this black goop. Did they test it at all? Did they see what it is? Nope. Uh, I believe, according to Terry, they, they kind of just left it there and, you know, just moved on. Um, but he definitely was obviously freaked out about the whole situation and sad because he did lose his dogs. Um, but after that, he never saw that blue orb again. Um, and, and it's just, it's sad. And I think this is when, this is when they really did cross the line for Terry and Gwen. And then that same year, 1996, they decided to sell their ranch to a man named Robert Bigelow. And so Bigelow knew of these uh, strange occurrences on the on the ranch. And he's actually the founder of Ned Psy, which is an organization that investigates um, paranormal and UFO activities. Uh, supposedly trying to use scientific research and practices in order to find evidence of such things. But he ended up purchasing it for $200,000. And this was because he was just convinced uh, by the stories of mutilations and tales of strange lights and unusual occurrences that happened in the ranch. So Terry and Gwen were definitely fed up with this place. And they actually originally purchased it in 1994. So like I did mention before, um, they did not last very long. Uh, just like some of the previous owners. But yeah, that is a story of Skinwalker Ranch. And yeah, it, it's just, it's completely insane to think that all of this happened at the ranch there have been many visitors before the purchase by robert bigelow who would try to find something paranormal or have strange occurrences or encounters but it is now blocked off to the public and no one really knows what kind of research goes on on the ranch it's interesting that it's now blocked off because like yeah. that could mean that they did find something it seems like it's such, that's such an interesting, like, I don't know. There's so many things that feels like it's going on there that, like, it could be a UFO. It could be a paranormal thing. It could be a skinwalkers. It could be all of them. We don't really know. And I was l looking at the Wikipedia page, and apparently that they're, like, there was um, close to 100 incidents incidents that included vanishing and mutilated cattle unidentified flying objects or orbs and large animals with piercing red mm -hmm. eyes that were mm -hmm. unscathed and struck by bullets and stuff like you were talking about a hundred <laughs> incidents <laughs> yeah i'd be done after yeah, there five. were definitely many many incidents that occurred there and something to also note when terry and gwen sherman first purchased the ranch in 1994 they noticed that um, many doors and windows of their house were blocked off or barricaded, wood and nails. And so they were very weirded out by that. They were like, why did people nail these wooden boards 
to like the windows and even certain cabinets of the house were also um blocked off and that was like that when they when they were when they moved in there it was like that yes so there were already many doors and and entrances that were blocked off when they first purchased the the ranch and they did purchase it for relatively cheap and i think that's what really persuaded them to stay and originally buy the ranch um but soon after they did they were really introduced to all these stories of um, strange occurrences around the area and in the ranch as well as the legend of the skinwalker skeptics believe that that they just used that to to make up the stories on the ranch Mm -hmm. but there just have been so many incidents throughout the years and there's have there have just been an incidents so many incidents and you know stories surrounding the area um that kind of make you wonder you know is this real i don't know it's it's just very crazy and and i think a lot of times it it just makes you more open it's not just things like this but just like things that happen in your day-to-day life you know many times you you think to yourself like you you think about something that you've experienced and and you're like did well did that actually happen or not then a lot of times people just like brush themselves off and they're like ah that's just my mind's playing tricks on me or whatever but sometimes there are things that are just unexplainable and you really do gotta think about those things yeah i feel like this is one of those a lot of these things we'll never know for sure (laughs) Like, do you believe, do you believe that this all happened? Do I believe? I, man, I'm the kind of person that, it's just like, it's kind of hard because right now it doesn't seem like there is hard proof of anything. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, I wish there was some, like, just hard proof. Like, I wish they would have tested the goo if there was any goo or maybe like, I don't know. I feel like. If you are going to try, like, if something... But, I don't know, because I wonder if things like this know if you're filming them. You know, like... Because they were talking... I was just looking over this Wikipedia page, right? And a lot of the criticisms were that um, after um, Bigelow bought it, that they spent years studying it and nothing crazy ever happened. And I wonder if it's because the fact, like, that they're studying it, they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're not doing that. I don't know, like... Or if it was made up, we don't really know. It's definitely it's definitely hard to really know. And it's like, my philosophy is, I mean, I don't want to be like gullible and believe everything that comes out of anyone's mouth. But also, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, who, who am I to, to judge someone's personal experiences? Yeah. Um... But then at the same time, it's like anyone can make up any story, you know, and that's what makes it hard. It's like part of me does believe that this stuff happened and and that the Shermans are telling the truth. Um, but at the same time, it's like who who's to say they didn't make that up, you know? Yeah, because like, I don't know really what motive they would have to make it up, whether maybe it was trying to get these you know them someone to buy it for a lot of money then i could kind of see like that kind of making sense but 
I don't know. I still feel like you would need hard proof to really sell that. Not just, oh yeah, some weird stuff happened. I don't know. I yeah. feel like the missing the missing cattle and the dogs and stuff, I think is some of the, is probably the more believable stuff. Especially if there was like a record of them going missing or something. So I just wish there was more information on how that all went down. And I, I'm sure that there is like some form of like documentary or something on it, but I don't really know. <laughs> no, yeah, there there definitely are a lot of um uh movies and, and TV shows and episodes on on Skinwalker and Skinwalker Ranch. Uh-huh. Um there are many and like a lot of times a lot of these shows or episodes or movies they're not that credible like i know yeah i know they're they've made appearances in like ancient aliens from history channel and um just like different shows um i know <laughs> i know there was a an episode from an old uh tv show from Animal Planet or Discovery Channel called Lost Tapes. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing that on here right now. Yeah, so that came out in the year 2009, I believe, but it was an episode uh, about an encounter with a skinwalker, and obviously, (laughs) as much as I my younger self would have believed that all of those episodes were actually real, looking at them now, it's like yeah, this is just something to laugh, you know, and have fun with. Um. (laughs) <laughs> They're just so bad, but the most recent thing I did watch was something called The Secret of the Skinwalker. It's a like documentary TV show kind of thing, um, like movie. But um, they they were like trying to use certain technology to prove that the property is has some paranormal aspects to it um, and stuff like that. But they they didn't really and these. I guess in these episodes, they didn't really prove anything, just like in any other kind of like paranormal history channel. It's like, have you ever, you ever watched um, Finding Bigfoot? I think I did one time. Is that what it's called? I think so. I remember I would watch that every day when I got home from school. <laughs> and we'll talk about it more if we see you do a Bigfoot yeah, episode. Sure. But I, I always remember watching it and they'd be like, I got that hairy. That's a squatch. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my God, it is. You have all like these Duck Dynasty characters, I swear. yeah it's so funny uh did you ever watch monster quest i have seen is that the one with like the guys with the beards that just go to try to kill everything and they like run around the woods shooting shotguns and stuff i haven't seen i haven't watched it but i've seen like people talk about it it's so funny like i used to watch that when i was younger too and (laughs) and like looking back they're so goofy they make so many episodes on like big finding bigfoot or like Chupacabra or um, Skinwalker, all these other like, I guess, mythical creatures or like urban legend creatures. But um, I guess you could, I guess they call them cryptids. But, um, you know, a lot of a lot of those kind of shows just like they're so goofy and they don't really provide any scientific evidence or research. It kind of honestly, it just makes the whole search for something like that um, seem so silly and and just dumb. When in reality, I'm sure like many people have had experiences that that they feel are real and like they know what they saw, kind of thing. 
and it just kind of discredits them, you know, it just kind of makes them look like lunatics or crazy people. But like I said, I don't know. The thing that becomes difficult with cryptids and skinwalkers and all these stuff is that like someone might see something, but then like, let's say like, because if something gets popular, like this story, for instance, then people would be like, oh yeah, I've seen one too. And then it kind of becomes iffy on what's true or what's not. One thing I like to do, I love to watch videos of like sightings on stuff and then see like how like if it's fake or not. I feel like that is a little bit Mm -hmm. more, I don't like there's a little bit more to that. Like that video I sent you, I don't, I want to know if that's real or fake or what was going on in that. Did you see that video I sent you of the trees moving? Yeah, that TikTok you sent me with the trees walking. Like what (laughs) is that? The comments on there were so funny though. (laughs) One of them was like, everybody gains the, so the trees start walking. I'm like, <laughs> you yeah. got me dead with that. I don't know. I I had a friend too, Courtney. If she's if you're listening, out there, shout out to Courtney K. But yeah, she also sent me a TikTok. It was a Reddit board. It was a subreddit on uh, just paranormal things, and it was one of those like narrations of, uh, I guess Reddit stories. And this story was about uh-huh. a supposed encounter about a skinwalker and how this guy was just, he was camping in the Appalachian Mountains and he stayed in this cabin, but he noticed that there was like a coyote that kept like circling his cabin and he thought it was kind of like cute or whatever, but um, he, he noticed that like the coyote started acting really weird and it was like looking at him through the window and that one night it just started like yelling and it was like it just had a blood curdling scream and it was something very scary for him so he ended up uh like going into his closet and he hid in there and that's when he just heard the cabin door open and i guess the creature walked in fuck yeah it was bad but i guess the creature walked in up to the closet door and was like breathing really hard like put its face against the door and started breathing like super hard and so what the person did was they just like covered themselves with their jacket in the back of the like the corner of the closet and i guess he was there for hours until he noticed that the sunlight was coming back in and so he decided to go outside into his room and and the creature was gone but that was a story from that redditor, which again, it's like, who's to say they didn't make that up? But also, it's like, people have like strange experiences, you know. So I don't know. No, that's a, oh, that was yeah. creepy. I didn't like a mini that. story for you. What, why? Why? Why was he alone? <laughs> Would I don't not know. be alone. I, I know that's like rule one hundred one. Of like camping, never go camping alone. No, like, oh, it's just crazy. <laughs> I'm like, dang, that's some that 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 man has some balls. <laughs> and I don't know, it's it's stories like that that really um, make me want to believe that. And and it makes it so hard because it's like he's by himself. He could make up anything that happened, yeah. but. At the same time, some of some of the elements of stories like that feel so true. Yeah, and 
And especially when it's just like, I don't know. I feel like there's definitely some weird things in the world for sure. For sure. And, and it makes sense that you wouldn't really experience them as much when you're with multiple people at a time, because like a lot of times they're trying to single people out or something. So it makes sense. But then it also sucks because it's so hard to prove. And then because you can't prove it, especially in today's day and age, you can't know. It's not it's really hard to believe. So it's just like and I think that's one thing that makes it fun is you don't know, but they're still possible. And it's fun to look at the evidence. Yeah, it's always fun to look into that kind of stuff. And and uh, I think and and for me personally, it just makes me more of an open minded person when it comes to paranormal stuff. And, um, yeah, I know uh, it's something that has made me want to go out and investigate things on my own as well, and like personally go out there and try to look for evidence of things like that. And one of the things that that I've been really interested in is obviously not by myself, but I'd love to go camping sometime and and these kind of places and, and try to find or or experience something. You know, obviously, with trying to be as cautious and careful as possible but at the same time wanting to seeing these things you know i'm like well is this real you know and one of those things that really influenced me about that is we'll probably talk about it in a future episode but the whole uh, missing 411 cases so it's this phenomenon um and the the expert on this is david politis he he's a uh retired i i guess like police investigator or something like that but he went from investigating um missing persons in the cities and and like urban areas to really trying to find uh and investigate cases on missing people or persons in national parks and forests and so something that he's noticed uh, with all his research and investigation is that there are certain hot spots where people go missing in these national forests and parks in the United States. And a lot of times these hot spots are also prone to having sightings of UFOs, Bigfoot and other paranormal things. And so a lot of times I'm like, I want to go out camping in those places, you know, just to see, just to see what happens, you know, and a lot of places like this is like they're like Yosemite National Park, um, like Yellowstone, like all these other places, especially like national parks and forests in like California. I think some of the hotspots are actually in northern Arkansas, where we have a lot of forests and national parks. Um, yeah, it, it really is, and like it got me really scared. Because all these stories and 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 uh, missing persons cases that I hear about um, really make me wonder, you know, like what is what is out there? You know, is it is it off grid serial killers? Is it Bigfoot? Is it aliens? What like what what's going on? You know. Okay, I'm gonna tell. Okay, I have a personal story to tell that is probably one of the creepiest moments. In my entire life, okay? Really? And it involves being locked, stuck in the woods, okay? One time, so me and my girlfriend, we went inside. Have you ever been to Busick over by Branson? I have not. It's like a, <clears throat> it's just, a, there's like a giant trail. 
me and her decided we were going to go on a walk, right? We're like, let's do the four mile trail or whatever, the really long one. And we start doing it. And then like all, it just starts to get really dark. We're like, ah, crap. We forgot that it gets dark early. And um, we're like halfway through this. So we got to like rush through it. So we're running through this trail by ourselves middle, like it's pitch black outside. And the entire, it's just like, there'd be times where you just feel like you're being watched and you'd hear something move and you're trying to like, be like, oh no, it's just like an armadillo or something. And like, I swear, like you get this, I got this super overwhelming feeling. And then I heard like this really loud rustling. And then I like, so we just kind of start walking really fast. Our phone batteries are about to die. And we look back where we're at and there's a freaking cemetery right next to us. And then we like, <laughs> I don't think we've like, we've ever moved so fast in our entire lives. Got back to our car. I am, I have a feeling something, there's something weird there. I don't know right. if it's just me, but it's just like right by that cemetery was just the weirdest feeling I've ever felt. Not only was I horrified already that it was dark outside in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. and like she, she wouldn't quit talking about serial killers too. That didn't help. That's, that's yeah, insane. There's... Yeah. I feel like a lot of places like that, like cemeteries and like places where um for example many places where tragedies have happened um really do house this like negative energy a lot of times a sad um energy of like trapped people you know and trapped souls i i believe that that's the case a lot of times with those kind of places and, and it kind of like manifests itself into our world and and our world experiences and how we perceive the world and so uh, i i definitely believe you that you know there's something there was something weird happening there when you guys went that's scary for real and i honestly that's so scary but at the same time it just appeals to me so much that i just want to have okay how about this if if this takes off all right everybody who's going to be like that is listening now and you're going to follow us on this journey of this podcast We'll we'll start we'll start small, but we should start doing investigations and like videoing it for the YouTube part. I think that'd be a lot of fun because we have there's a few places around here not necessarily like um, like because we could go um, to like a few paranormal places too. Let's go overnight because we could get like a small crew and do it. Oh, that'd be fun. We should do it. That would be fun. What was the place we were talking about near Joplin, Missouri? The spook lights. Uh, oh yeah, there's the spook yeah. light that's close to here. There's Pythian Castle that's like not very far at all. Um, there's yeah, we're not that far from Arkansas really. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of options we can so do. We go camping sometime there. Yeah, I've only gone camping a few times in my life, but I would I would do it. Yeah, for sure. I've only been one cam- one time camping, and there was also in Arkansas. We were it was with me and a and a buddy for my senior that was my senior trip and so we went to this place called ozone arkansas which is a very small i don't don't even necessarily would consider it a town but it's basically inside of a the one of the national forests that they have there and i mean we only stayed a couple days probably like honestly probably a solid three and a half to four days of camping 
Um, we didn't. I didn't really necessarily encounter anything weird, and I'm pretty sure this is one of the places that David Politis that I mentioned earlier uh, said is a hot spot for missing persons. <laughs> and I didn't know about oh, it at no. the time. You know, I was. I think I was 18 when I went, but um, like recently is when I, you know, last year or so is when I started getting into these missing person cases national parks but apparently this is one of the places where uh people have gone missing uh, around this area and so it really got me to think about my experience there and i was like honestly i had a good experience i don't know i did see a black bear on i'm glad it didn't attack us or anything he was a couple meters away luckily like black bears aren't as aggressive yeah. So, <laughs> but then no bear is. Like, it wasn't that hungry, so <laughs> we were lucky that day. <laughs> um, but other than that, I didn't. We didn't really see anything crazy or too crazy or hear anything. I did struggle to sleep a lot, obviously, because it was my first time camping. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, during the night that I was awake, I didn't really hear much. I I did I did hear some noises outside of my tent, and I think it was. Probably a small animal. It sounded like a raccoon or maybe even a coyote. But comes in your tent, curls up, literally sleep. He's like, nice place. <laughs> Just a skinwalker trying to find <laughs> the skinwalker's like, nice you know? place, bro. <laughs> like a lot of those missing persons cases, especially in the woods, like it kind of ties back into the whole skinwalker thing. Those. And the the weird thing is, like, I think the skinwalker thing makes sense with those because they don't they're never found you know so it's like if they are attacked turned into one you gotta wonder it's like if if all of these things happened on skinwalker ranch are they all connected like are ufos you know connected to those light orbs or are they also connected to skinwalker something i didn't mention earlier is apparently there were also sightings of bigfoot like creatures on the ranch and around the ranch um, I mean, easily could have also been a skidwalker, but it seems like it was just a Bigfoot is what they were saying. So you gotta, you gotta wonder, are all these things connected? Are they all some sort of like... theory? I have a theory. What if Bigfoot is a skinwalker's true form? And the reason that they like are seen and then gone and never seen is because they can like transform into any animal. Mm-hmm. So you're not like you're not looking for a little squirrel. You're looking for a Bigfoot. So when like Bigfoot's just there and gone. That's mm, true. That's a good theory. Ooh. That's a good theory. Ooh. I like it. I like it. Oh that and then there is also a theory out there that says um that Bigfoot are actually just uh Kind of like an experiment from aliens. Uh, I don't know if they're like multi-dimensional aliens or whatever, but they kind of transport uh, Bigfoot through multiple dimensions to get to our dimension. And they just kind of plop them out onto the, into the forest, see what people do with them or like how they react. Turns out like Bigfoot is just a human they've abducted and they used the wrong probe on them and they're like, oh, God damn it. We don't know. <laughs> it's a failed experiment. <laughs> they just throw... Just dump it back on Earth. They're like, like oh, here you they're go. like, oh, Jerry, yeah, give me the, give me the three meter. <laughs> oh no, you've got... whoops. <laughs> Literally, you never no, we'll, know. We'll get into big. We gotta do a Bigfoot episode because that's like, I love, I love Bigfoot lore Bigfoot and stories. Is, 
just so, such an amazing story. All right, you got anything anything else you want to add about Skinwalkers? I feel like I've learned a lot. I think you did. I had no idea about this, and I'm honestly kind of creeped out. <laughs> um, I keep looking behind yeah. me, so if it sounds like in my when I'm talking, because I'm like. <laughs> I'm worried I'm going to be looking back and something's going to be there. Um, even though, you know, the rest of the entire past like year, I haven't been worrying about that. But now it's going to happen. You see your cat moving weirdly in a weird way. And you're just like... Every time it sta- she stares she's at me. She's shape-shifting. Like, <laughs> uh, like after after hearing all the, like, the story of Skinwalker and everything, sometimes my cat will like start stretching weird. Or like one time she literally stood up on her two... Uh, I guess back feet or paws, and she was just standing upright. And I'm like, "We got a skinwalker in my house." <laughs> no, it's it's. I'm glad you liked um the story, and I'm glad you learned a lot about skinwalker and skinwalker ranch. It's definitely one of those stories that gets you questioning a lot of things, and it kind of opens you up to the world of paranormal and and um. The unexplained. It sucks that it's close off to the public because that's something that'd be cool to go yeah. see. Oh yeah, a lot of people were before it closed off at the time. A lot of people were trying to get in and like trying to get video footage and, and all that and have their own experiences. But I mean, you gotta wonder why did they close it off? You know, was it potentially yeah. too dangerous for people? You know, to go out there. Everyone, you know, forget storming Area 51. Let's go storm. Literally, we were ranch. storming the wrong <laughs> place. <laughs> Turns out Area 51 is just a cover up. Really, everything's going down in Skinwalker. Literally. Ranch. All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening to the first episode of It Goes Bump in the Night. So, um, I don't really know what our next episode is going to be about. I think I'm going to be the one who's going to host that one. So I'll try to find something super exciting. Um, I've considered Bigfoot, but I might hold that one off a little longer. So we'll find something. Um, but yeah, anything else you have to add? I just I just have to reiterate and say that this story was it was a really creepy one, and and I don't know. It just it just gets you wondering a lot about what's really out there. What are the things that you know we we really haven't. Uh, knowing about or, or really just haven't discovered fully yet mm-hmm. so it's very interesting and, and you know i hope i hope one day uh we find out the the absolute truth of, of what really happened in skinwalker ranch and you know what we're gonna do that on this podcast <laughs> no we're not but i think cool we did you know we uncovered cool, some yeah. stuff but all right thank you all for i almost said watching thank you all for <laughs> listening um and we'll see you all in the next episode thank you guys bye bye